Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I am Lorraine, and I'm your host reading today from Galatians chapter 2, and this is episode 33.4. So uh, welcome again today. Thank you for joining me on this uh, journey. Um, I Again, I pre-read uh, this chapter, and it is packed with some good stuff. So, uh, it's not long, but it is, uh, got a lot. I could have highlighted the whole thing, I think. So, <clears throat> anyway. So, welcome, and uh, I hope you're having a good morning or noon or night, whatever time it is that you're available to sit and dive into God's Word. And uh, so, um, thankful for being able to uh, find this moment in time to um, seek out God and to to get to know him better and to continue growing in a relationship uh, with him. So I am going to go ahead and dive in and uh, start us out in prayer as always. And uh, and then we will start reading chapter two um, and then we'll uh, discuss it. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. Holy and heavenly father, we are so grateful and so thankful to you and thankful for all that you provide for us we praise your holy name we are in awe of you and we are so thankful that you are in control we are blessed in abundance and uh, we are just thankful that you are loving us so much that you take care of us and provide we mostly are thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus, and the sacrifice on the cross. We are thankful that he was obedient to you, and he put his life there for us. And he loves us so much, and we love him. We love you. And so we're thankful that he died on the cross, shed his blood for us, his perfect and spotless blood for us. Without him, we would not have salvation, and we would not have the bridge to get to you. So thank you. I'm thankful for this uh, time in your word. I pray you bless it and anoint it and reveal to us exactly what it is that you want us to learn and to understand. I am thankful for those who are out there that are listening. Lord, just thank you for bringing them. And I pray for more. I pray for more people to continue to grow this ministry and to make it so that everybody gets to hear the word of God out in the world. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's begin. Chapter 2, Galatians, episode 33.4. I'm going to put my readers on. The apostles accept Paul. Accept. Then 14 years later, I went back to Jerusalem again this time with Barnabas, and Titus came along too. I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I had been preaching to the Gentiles. I wanted to make sure that we were in agreement for fear that all my efforts had been wasted and I was running the race for nothing. And they supported me and did not even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, though he was a Gentile. 
Even that question came up only because of some so-called believers there, false ones, really, who were secretly brought in. They sneaked in to spy on us and take away the freedom we have in Christ. They wanted to enslave us and force us to follow their Jewish regulations, but we refused to give in to them for a single moment. We wanted to preserve the truth of the gospel message for you. And the leaders of the church had nothing to add to what I was preaching. By the way, their reputation as great leaders made no difference to me, for God has no favorites. Instead, they saw that God had given me the responsibility of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, just as he had given Peter the responsibility of preaching to the Jews. For the same God who worked through Peter as the apostle to the Jews also worked through me as the apostle to the Gentiles. In fact, James, Peter, and John, who were known as pillars of the church, recognized the gift God had given me, and they accepted Barnabas and me as their co-workers. They encouraged us to keep preaching to the Gentiles while they continued their work with the Jews. Their only suggestion was that we keep on helping the poor, which I have always been eager to do. <clears throat> Paul confronts Peter. But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. <clears throat> when I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish traditions? You and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. <clears throat> Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. But suppose we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ, and then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Would that mean that Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. Rather, I am a sinner if I rebuild the old system of law I already tore down. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. That is so profound. I have said that uh, to many people on different occasions. 
well, like I said, it was packed <clears throat> with some interesting stuff. So I started off highlighting uh, in the very first um, verse. Uh, 14 years later, I went back to Jerusalem again, this time with Barnabas and Titus came along too. God revealed to me that I should go. So, you know, again, being obedient to what God tells you to do is pretty important. I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I had been preaching to the Gentiles. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we were in agreement because he was, you know, he's afraid that he's been wasting all his time preaching the wrong message, but, you know, he knows that it's the right message. Um, and they supported me and did not even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, though he was a Gentile. So they're all in agreement about the Jewish law at, at that point. But there were some so-called believers, false ones, who were secretly brought in, and they wanted to enslave us and force us to follow their Jewish regulations. Uh, they sneaked in to spy on us and take away the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. I mean, you know, they're trying to change it. They're trying to change what the gospel really is. We wanted to preserve the truth of the gospel message for you, the Gentiles, <clears throat> the Galatians. Um, and the leaders of the church had nothing to add to what I was preaching. And Bo, by the way, their reputation as great leaders made no difference to me, for God has no favorites. He's not. He wasn't, um, obviously, because he confronted Peter. So even though Peter was one of the original uh, apostles, which... To me, that would be kind of intimidating that, you know, they were like, you know, he was he was part of the in crowd, <laughs> not for any better way to say it. But, you know, uh, you know, Paul joined the party a little bit later. So um, and let's see, they saw that God had given me the responsibility of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles as he had given Peter the responsibility of preaching to the Jews for the same God who worked through Peter as the apostle. Uh, as the apostle to the Jews also worked through me as the apostle to the Gentiles. Same God. There is no difference. In fact, James, Peter, and John, I'm telling you, I highlighted all of this. I mean, you know, I can reread the whole chapter all over again. Um, recognized the gift God had given me, and they accepted Barnabas and me as their co-workers. They encouraged us to keep preaching to the Gentiles while they continued with their work with the Jews. Uh, they only suggested, obviously, to, you know, help out the poor, which obviously uh, Paul is uh, very much uh, interested in doing, which is what he said. He was eager to do it. Uh, then he has to confront Peter when he shows up in Antioch. Uh, he originally ate with the Gentile believers, but then when James, uh, some of friends of James came, like he didn't want to offend them, I guess, maybe. Uh, so he decided he was, you know, he was afraid of the criticism, so he didn't uh, uh, participate with the, with the Gentiles. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on this necessity of circumcision. As a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy, and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. You know, they're bringing the Jewish law back in again, and, you know, that's completely opposite of what the gospel is, is telling us. So he goes on to tell him, you know, you and I are both Jews by birth. 
we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. That's huge. That's, you know, that's it. You know, that's the whole point. Uh, and, uh, and we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we've obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. It's true. You can never be good enough. You couldn't follow enough laws and regulations to be good enough to be right with God. It's not through him. It's through Jesus Christ and the sacrifice and the blood he shed on the cross for us. He was the, the pure and spotless sacrifice for us uh no sin and he covers all of our sins he took it all on for us and then i jumped up to uh, 19 so i died to the law i stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that i might live for god yeah if you if you stop living by the law and start living for god and doing what he wants you to do you don't there's no necessity for the law, you know, of having to get circumcised or whatever their their laws are. My old self has been, I, this whole, I, I don't know where, I don't know if it's in a song or it's just a very popular uh, um, passage from the, from the Bible, but my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. That's true. If the law was all we needed, then what was the point of Jesus coming to this earth and dying on the cross? There, it would have, it's pointless. It was, you know, there was no reason for it. But he had to. That's the way it had to go down. Or else it, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have that salvation. So, you know, Paul is making some really strong uh, points here, you know, uh, about, you know, why did Jesus come to this earth? Why did he die on the cross? He died because he had to, because the law wasn't enough. And being, uh, you know, we can't be good enough. That's all there is to it. We are so flawed that we can't be good enough and we are all sinners everybody every one of us you know christians don't believe that we're the only ones you know we're not we're not above anybody else we're you know we're just as guilty as the next person the difference is is that we believe that jesus died on the cross for our sins that's the difference and we received salvation from it so so good segue into uh, the next segment here of, uh, you know, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you haven't made a choice to follow Jesus and believe that he is your Lord and Savior, here's your moment. This is your moment. Say this prayer, believe it in your heart, say it out loud in your mouth, and you will be saved. That's how it goes. <clears throat> so I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And if you're a believer, feel free to say it with. Holy and Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that was shed for my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I will live my life for him. 
and I will receive him into my heart. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. You have a new life. Welcome. Uh, Jesus is opening his arms to you and welcome you into the um, brotherhood, the sisterhood, the adopted family. So congratulations. Mark it in your Bible that today was the day that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're free to email us, uh, either Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Uh, make a note. I, you know, tell somebody. Celebrate it because this is a celebration. It's a happy time. So I uh, encourage you and Jeremiah encourages you to get to a church, get to a pastor and start navigating into the next uh, steps. Um, you should get uh, involved with a ministry or volunteer time, start a small group. You can use this as your uh, base. Not that I'm all that in a bag of chips, but you know, it's a good way to start and start reading your Bible through. Although if you're at this point, you've been reading it with me all along. So congratulations on that. So really good stuff today. I, I'm just so tickled that we uh, got to read this today and uh, see exactly what God uh, wanted to reveal to us. And I believe it's all about, you know, it's that last line. It's that hook right there at the end for if keeping the law can make us right with God, then what was there, there was no need for Christ to die. What was the point? You know, he didn't have to lose his one and only son. You know what? Jesus could have stayed up in heaven and hanged out, hung out. You know, he had it perfectly cozy where he was at. But no, he came here to save us. So God is good. God is faithful. And, uh, you know, it's every day there's a new um, there's a new message as you read through the, your Bible. There's oh, it's fresh, it's new, it's living, it's breathing. And I've heard that my entire life. I've heard that my entire life. I heard it when I became a Christian in 1994, uh, but it's as I've been reading through it, it really is living and breathing. I, I could kick myself for waiting so long to actually you know, start to read it and have a relationship with God. So. It, this is amazing to me. So I want to thank you again for uh, joining me today, for putting aside some time. I know God is just tickled that you uh, are taking the time out of your day and uh, just becoming closer and closer to him. Your, your relationship is becoming better and better and you get to know exactly who God is. So thank you for joining me, whether it's morning, it's noon or night. I don't know, but uh, have a good one. God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow.